0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. Told you. The mosquitoes are swarming. There's another bite. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, We were talking about early this morning how we know so many
1: pro athletes who've got money and time in the offseason and just get snipped and bitten and all that stuff. we were talking the... about how well Tom
0: Brady yeah. and Aaron Rodgers played to... and entertained us, even if they – Spray to drive because everybody was gripping and ripping. Oh, you imagine it being televised too. Yeah, be <laughs> first off, the nerves I'd have if I were in a foursome with Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau. Holy cow!
1: Oh yeah, I told you the first time. Well, the only time I played with Mike Weir, I tripled the first hole. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's the,
0: what we like to refer to as normal.
1: The seventeen other holes. You settle down and you're fine. Either bogeys or pars. Yeah. But the first one was a triple. <laughs>
0: but I think I think all those I think all those guys are used to that kind of stuff. And I've read stories about them trying to calm people down at, at pro ams oh, by yeah, telling yeah, yeah, them yeah. about other screw-ups they've seen. Well,
1: when I approached the range, I saw Mike was at the driving range, and I went to the next slot. My back was to him, but he could see me. Because I knew he would be thinking, what am I getting myself into? (laughs) So I knew he would be watching me at the driving range. And I took out my seven iron, which I feel the most comfortable with, and hit a few of those. So then he could think, okay, this guy's, you know, he's not great, but he's not going to be just embarrassing us. And it would be a miserable afternoon. And and he did say, oh, you're hitting it well. <laughs> Mike gave me approval, man. That's like uh, the highest recommendation or compliment I've ever had. So we're talking about how many, so many of these guys golf gets into your blood. And we named of Darren Williams. I told you I read a thing in Golf Digest on James Worthy, Byron Scott. And now? Uh, and now Kyle Van Oy tweeted out uh, yesterday, Man, the golf bug is real. It's something about every shot that's a challenge. I love it. Who else got it bad? It is so real. It's true. It is real. And now Kyle, obviously, he's got it. I don't know where he's spending his off-seasons, if he's in town or exactly where he's living if he kept his home in the in the Northeast now that he's back with the Patriots. I don't or maybe in Nevada where he's from. I don't know. But the golf bug has gotten him. Yeah. And it's hard for these guys because they can't devote the time year round to make improve. Like James Worthy and Byron Scott and Darren Williams, they can do it anytime they want. They're
0: retired as players, but coaches, here you get a little bit of time, yeah, yeah, you get a little better. Yeah, and you start you, to get, and then up oh, time for the clubs. Well, I got to go back to work. Right, the main gigs back.
1: Right, right. I know there's a coach in town who does that. I have several coaches, but I know. Well, I know multiple. That have literally talked to me about it. How
0: it is in their blood, but then they got to put it aside for Utah State. Utah State has a new staff, so I don't know about them. But we both know firsthand from doing remotes and doing interviews that the Utah, the BYU, and the Weber State staffs all have accomplished golfers to the degree that you can get it before they have to put it away. And they're, they're all like, "Yeah." Until you get retired, that's just the way it's going to be.
1: Oh, and I've talked to them, uh, some, several of them about retirement. What do you do, man? I'm going to try to play a lot of golf. And I always heard that uh, one where, well, how much can you can golf? And it's usually said by non golfers. I was driving in this morning, and John Barry was doing an interview. He's calling the games, I guess, for radio for mm-hmm. uh, uh, ESPN. Mm-hmm. And so they had him on, and. Uh, what are you doing up so early? I got a 525 tee time at True North. <laughs> and then I was telling Yach about this before you got here. And then he says, and then I'm going to take a little break. And then I'm going to go play 18 at Paradise Valley. <laughs> so he's playing 36 today. Now the Not second, too hot. Not too hot for him. The second one will be hot. Now, the yeah. first one this morning, it's, pro, it's usually in the mid 80s. Uh, you know, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. So that's reason really, he got a 525, because they're on uh, Pacific time now, even though the sun would be on mountains uh, daylight time. But the clock, so if it gets light here at 6, there it gets light at 5. That's the point. So he had a 525, out. True and True North is out in North Scottsdale. have played it. And so he's going to get in 36 today. And he must have been up fairly late last night. And he said, the only reason why I'm doing this interview is because I'm on my way to the course. I got to be up anyway. Or else, if uh, so, he's making fun. Or I'd be sleeping. But no, you got a 525. So can you imagine the golf bug that is in John Barry's blood? He's going to play 18. And the
0: second one, it's going to be 105, 110. No the problem. The thing you don't appreciate when you're playing sports at a young age is how many sports there is just a finite amount of time. And you you can't do it. Golf, you can. Tennis, you can. That's why you like pickleball. I think pickleball better than tennis. Less movement, smaller court, right? Yeah. 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 You only have to watch someone snap their Achilles once <laughs> to, to think, I might need to dial some of this back. Any sport where you're starting and stopping and running and jumping, it's awesome when you can do it. But there's going to be a point where you can't. Well, me and my buddies, we still play tackle football on the weekends. You really don't. <laughs> Put on
1: the pads. Let's go. You really don't. We used to with the Daily Breeze. Have a turkey bowl? Uh, Not, no. Not Thanksgiving Day. Just, we'd get together. We're going to play football Saturday, 10 a.m. And so we'd get the guys out, and we'd play tackle with no equipment
0: or oh, whatnot boy. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but I mean I'm in my 20s right so, so. my my younger brother is in his 20s right now yeah. I was talking to him this is probably three months ago now all of a sudden he's like hey do you want to go play tackle football and I, I looked at him and said no, no. Yeah. so he went and practiced for the first time came home with a concussion I said congratulations
0: <laughs> this is not
2: worth yeah
1: it. we're young and dumb and so we would play tackle and then, say, like, the next Saturday, we'd go... Uh, somebody had a gym at Redondo uh, High School. our key to the gym, I should say. And we'd go play hoop. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we always... We played softball twice or uh, two leagues, uh, uh, except for, like, uh, January to March, we didn't play. So we would just play all these sports. And at one time, we, when we played football... We did it multiple times, but somebody filmed it, and it was so funny to watch because, I mean, we're we're in our twenties and we're all thinking all that. Nope. It seemed like we were in slow motion, like it was John Vicenda announcing it in slow motion, and I thought I was booking it, man. I know.
0: (laughs) It looks so slow. Even even worse in in so you're Uh, you're out of college. In college, playing intramural basketball, if you got to the and UC Santa Barbara, there's tons of leagues. So they had like four different levels. So at our level, which was high school guys, and you couldn't have any 6-6 six, six players or any 6-4 guys or anything. So it was short high school guys playing. So we win our league, we get in the playoffs, and they film the final game, and we win it. And so we get this then VHS copy of the tape. Nobody really has VHS machines at this point. You can go to Pizza Bobs and they will if you order pizza, they'll Shouldn't play it be for Bob's you. pizza it was Pizza Bobs mm. kind of backwards there yeah, right so so we're there, and we're at the place where we watch NBA playoff games, and you got the pizzas, and it's uh. And it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. you got to get in there before the games are going and people are there, right? And so (laughs) they they start playing. And we're all pumped up to watch ourselves win this big game. It's exactly what you say, slow motion. And I had just been watching high school video a couple years earlier. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've fallen so far so fast. Oh, you were there, though. At a new lower level, that's See, I where I was never there. I can't say I've fallen because I never got anywhere. It was terrible. It was horrific. <laughs> it's 21, 22 years old, and we're all already moving in slow motion. And that's where
1: golf fits in. Uh-huh.
0: It's something. Yeah, I think it, just it, enough it, good it, shots to keep you coming back.
1: To me, it is the most addictive sport out there.
0: Because there's always one more thing to work on.
2: A number of things. Or to fine-tune or to rediscover.
1: Yeah, exactly. You name it. Uh, Whatever it might be. I went down to St. George over the weekend, uh, celebrate the 4th. So we get down there, do the show Friday, get down Friday afternoon. Uh, Should we go play? Should we go play? Yeah, that's kind of warm. Let's just go. We'll do nine. So I go to Coral Canyon, I birdie the first three out of four. Let's play a team.
2: <laughs> we ain't playing just nine today.
1: <laughs> I ain't even started. I'm already sucked in. So I shoot even on front, which really bugged me because number is a tough par four for me to par because I'm not very long, whereas eight is a real shorty. And I'm thinking, okay, I par this one, bogey the next, I'm one under. I'm jumping for joy, right? Well, of course, mentally gets in my mind, and I yank the drive, and it's right in the weeds to where I all I can do is just pitch. I can't. I can't take a full shot, so I bogey that, and then of course I bogey nine. So, but you're right. At that point, I can't quit. Well, then we go out the next day, and and in the the front nine, I'm
0: eight over, eight. One day later, what's the difference? Started thinking about the score. Why is one day start thinking about less the score. than twenty four? Because we went in the morning, so it's less than twenty four hours. Started thinking about the score. The, <laughs> golf is,
1: is just it is everything that that encapsulates all things athletically combined with mental, and it is just it's. I can't even explain it. I don't know how to explain it. How it gets, how you get in a groove. Yesterday we had our men's league, right? We do nine over at River Oaks, and couldn't miss a putt. Why?
0: And I'm sure next week I won't be able to make a putt. Yeah. <laughs> What's only the if explanation? You're like, only if you're like everybody else who plays golf. But it is so just it's it is really the ultimate
1: mind boggling, and I use the word mind. I'm I put the word mind in there specifically. It's not a you know a mind boggling is a phrase. Well, I'm using mind on purpose. It, it, I don't know how those guys do it, how they concentrate, how they're able to play at high levels, how they bounce back from bad shots. Uh, just the grind that a four-day, 72-hole guy. And then we see there's overtime now. Last couple of... Uh, Five what? holes and eight holes. Yeah. Last couple of weeks, sudden death. Yeah, and I'm watching that thing Sunday. I, I don't know if you were in the office. if you were, I much And I was I was getting entertaining watching the fat guys run from uh, the green to the next. <laughs> just, you see, know, they're trying to book it. Right? They're all running, <laughs> trying to get a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> this one guy I thought dude you're gonna have a heart attack here man take it easy <laughs> these are two relative uh, no names that are competing here and uh, that was fun to watch And all the stuff that it encapsulates I can see why Kyle Vannoy I don't know his background I mean I know his background in life but I don't know if he played golf as a kid or if he's it's now just, just discovering to it yeah. and he's gotta be about 30 by now right yeah and so now is this is it now getting into his blood because if it's in Kyle's blood, it's not going away.
0: It's gonna be there the rest of his life. Could call on thirty. He turned thirty in March. And it will be there the rest of his life. Yeah. And in the NFL as a linebacker, first off, you made it to thirty, so that's awesome. Oh for sure. Yeah. But how many more, you know, how many more years are there at some point here? You're gonna have a lot more free time, and you're gonna be able to play it year round in a way you can't now. The clubs have to go away. Uh yeah. They, but he'll be able to jump into the deep got, end of the pool and just keep playing. Got about
1: three more weeks before, before camp opens, right? Usually uh, end of July. Uh, so yeah,
0: so he's. It
1: wouldn't surprise me if Kyle literally is playing four or five times a week between now and the time he's got to report. Because when it, it, when it gets in your blood, and if it's not in your blood, I think it's hard to understand. Like Malone used to say, pasture land, you remember? Yeah. It's a waste of pasture land. Well, it was obviously line. wasn't in his blood. No, it wasn't. It was a good line. Yeah. Yeah, he's a country guy, obviously, and likes to do yeah. all that stuff. And he was all the interview team. He
0: he could, yeah. he could drop lines. It was a good line. Right. I agree. Yeah. It was a
1: good line. But he didn't understand but, it because he, he was exposed
0: to it right. as a kid. Yeah. But meanwhile, he had, uh, he had teammates who... Had the bug, Jeff Hornacek was a good golfer. Yeah,
1: if it gets if it gets in, that I don't. I wonder if there's another sport that's as addictive or an activity. If you don't want to consider it, this some people don't. They want to argue. That.
0: Well, you love whatever you love, and you can get way into whatever you get way into. Yeah, but you just said though, going
1: what, back, you're not at forty five fifty. You're probably not yeah. running out. You're not running out of game. I can go to the field house when you're in college. There was a, Do I want to study today or I want to go to the field house and play ball? <laughs> well, if it was me. You knew the answer, right? So I played
0: basketball a ton. Yes, I'm with you. But then that goes away. It this has doesn't to. go away. I was in a. I was in a uh, charity basketball game, and I was probably early 30s. And Ron Boone was coaching the media chair of the team, at, and we were playing at Slick. I don't remember what it was for or whatever. And we were playing another team that was, uh, like, some civic group. I don't know what it was. Kiwanis, Rotary, whatever. And there was a guy on the other team who was clearly older than Ron, and Ron was probably in his uh, He's playing? early 50s. The guy who was older than Ron was playing. playing. Ron is not playing. Right, I got you. And... And I'm just, and, and he and I were doing radio together at that point. Um, so I was actually probably mid to late 30s. And he, uh, and, I, and I was giving him a hard time, I'm like, come on, Booner, you know you want to be out here. You could light us all up. You know you could. And he kind of looked at me and he smiled and he goes, I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. And uh, he said, You get to be my age, you got to protect the Achilles. And like 20 minutes later, that guy went out to challenge the shot, the older guy on the other team. And he went down, and Ron looked at me and said, "Achilles," and they helped him off the court. I told you so. Unbelievable call by him. I had never considered it, and I started considering it. (laughs) Right. So that's why. Yeah. So I think the thing golf has is a fan, but not as a participant. So I think the thing golf has is people who play basketball and realize oh, I can't play basketball anymore. I'm going to tear my Achilles. They go to golf. People who play football and like, yeah, is like, yeah, I don't need a concussion. Oh, I told they them I- migrate to golf. you got people from baseball, like you played high school baseball, migrating to golf. Your shoulder, yeah, that's not happening. You're just not going to throw a baseball the way you did when you were 17 years old. DJ, and so you've got all these sports, uh-huh. and everybody's migrating to golf because that's what left. You don't have to run and
2: cut and jump, and it's not happening. You'd be proud of me because I, I used your exact line, I don't want to tear an Achilles. <laughs> right?
1: Plus the idea of a good shot. Oh, it's great. It's like a great meal. I'm not going to put it on the level of something else, but
0: you know. There
2: you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like a good movie. Right. That was
0: obviously what you were talking about. I'm not going there. No. It's not Godfather for me here. The third one's been playing a lot while I've been channel surfing during games. I didn't really like the third one, except for when the helicopter attacks. That was pretty good. Handcuffed the doors together.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the, I think the problem with the third one is the first two were so good. Yep. So it couldn't, it couldn't compete. It's like whoever really
0: follows us in the morning. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, it's amazing that the second one compared to the first one. I sure. mean, so many sequels come up short. And that just seemed seamless. Well, I mean, it's right there with Taken 1 and Taken 2. Stop it. <laughs> DJ and PK, all right. Yock still tracking down Barry Trammell. Make the magic happen, Yock. Corbin Caffuzzi, offensive lineman for the 49ers, coming up at 9.05. Stay with us. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz. You're outstanding. But the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA Draft. To free agency and on to the Summer League. The zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back in The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness right here on The Zone Sports Network. Talking to any of your college football sources? Getting any dirt for the upcoming season? Waiting to hear from Barry Trammell. Is there any chance that... uh, there's a little miscommunication about the uh, the time zone or we're gonna have two people at the same time. Said nine oh five Central, eight oh five Mountain time. That works <laughs> okay. for me. We'll see how it works out. You hear anything, or is it all quiet? Everyone's enjoying the last well, they can't well, really enjoy, ju- they gotta recruit. Well,
1: July is a slower period. Yeah. As they gear up for the start, um which is basically seven uh seven days a week, countless hours. Once it's on, it's on. So, I believe that there's uh, particularly, I don't know about Utah State because I don't, I don't know anybody up there. So, it's going to take a little bit. Yeah. Although we're brothers from Jonesboro, Arkansas. There's only one guy <laughs> in the media who's been <laughs> in Jonesboro,
0: that, Arkansas. You, you got to tell Anderson them, is from. You're going to have to tell them golfing stories and all that.
1: I have golfed in uh, <laughs> Arkansas, that's for sure, in Jonesboro, Arkansas. So, uh, yeah, so we'll have to see what they do. But I think that there is a ton of optimism for BYU and Utah, and I, I see the it? optimism. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to shoot it down. No, no. Oh, no, no, not at all. I see the optimism, but I but I also wonder, I'm trying to analyze myself as I think about these things. You know, I, and I want both teams to be successful. I've said that a million times. So how much of it is because... Uh, I really want these guys on these staffs to be successful. How much is a personal inclination slash bias to want them to be successful versus the talent that they have coming back? Now, I think that... For, for BYU, the thing that has got me is excited, what, and I don't care that they didn't play anybody last year. Shut up about that. I'm <laughs> sick of that.
0: It's, okay, you're going to have to explain that, though, because people okay. are not
1: shutting okay. up about that. I will.
0: Uh, why I have the excitement
1: for this year, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I have a theory that I think you'll buy. Is that it, at BYU, we know it takes longer because of missions and so yes. forth to get your guys and the get talent, your system. The and, talent
0: pipeline is longer.
1: And then they redid the offensive staff. And so that set it back a little bit, right? So it took a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Well, what we saw after they had the time and the coaches and everything, we saw five guys get drafted. Now, they would be drafted... Regardless of who you played. It wasn't because they were playing Chico yes. State. That's not why they got drafted. You're not drafting totally Zach Wilson, agree. 2, and and Mill, and all these guys that got drafted. And then how many other guys? Was it seven other guys who signed free agent deals? It's Twelve total guys. I mean, that's a lot of guys. And some of those guys are going to make teams because this is the NFL. It's a numbers game. And having undrafted guys make the NFL rosters is no big deal. It happens all the time. They even make Pro Bowls. So my point that I'm making here with the Cougars is that it took them time and continuity and all that stuff... And once they got to that point, they developed guys into the NFL. It doesn't matter what star they were. They were draftable players, NFL free agents, signable guys. At that point, your star system, you're four, five, six, seven years removed from whatever star somebody gave you coming out of high school. So it's completely and totally irrelevant. It doesn't matter. So they developed the guys. So what I'm going with is that this now, I'm counting on now they've had other guys. They had a lot of DBs who got time because they had some injuries over the course of the years and so forth. So they've been on the field, so Gennaro Guilford and his guys and Tuiaki, they've been able to develop these guys. You see where I'm going with this? It's not about the competition. It's about the development because I can point to the pros. Now, if they wouldn't have had only Zach get drafted, I can't say that to the level of strength and strength And conviction that I'm saying it now. They've had guys that the NFL wanted. That's a fact. You can't argue. It doesn't matter that they played whatever. Some crappy school in Florida. It it doesn't matter. It's totally... Irregardless. So here, they've got these guys that they developed. So I'm counting on this class now to be developed because they developed the prior class. You see where I'm going with that? That's
0: got to make sense to you, doesn't it? It does, and that's why I was thinking that when you said you were optimistic, uh, you know me, I want to put a number on it. What? Who are you, and what have you done with David James? Eight wins? Nine wins? How optimistic are you? And the is I, I haven't broken down every game. Well, and that's the hitches that I can't because BYU is an independent. And it's hard enough to follow a conference, but at least you're following it. And the stuff I had with the transfer portal happens so fast. And because last season was a mini season, we're going to have two classes worth of, of athletes developing and taking a jump forward. So I think there's plenty of unknowns in the Pac 12. But then, when you take BYU playing teams all over the country, I just don't have a good feel for the quality of the opposition on about a third of their schedule. You know, Boise State's got a new coach. So, even though we follow them closer because they're in the Mountain West and they play BYU and Utah State every year, it's just an unknown when you have a bring a new coaching yeah, it staff. It is, in.
1: but we know that some of their they've, players, there's continuity made, there.
0: And they've made this transition. they be tough. Right. They got their butts kicked by the Cougars last
1: year. Uh, so I'd be so, fired up about that. Yeah. So I mean, there's five Pac-12 teams, and then and I've know got a, about
0: Utah State and Boise. That's so, seven. So under Kalani, and granted the talent's improving, so maybe the number isn't right. But under Kalani, they're basically 500. They're 500-ish against Power Five teams. And there's lots of stuff to throw in there, who had a bye week and who had injuries and what quarterback was making their first start. I get that, but that's about 500-ish. And if you look you know the Pac-12 right now, if I told you they were going 2-3 and three against the Pac-12, what would you say? It's about right, isn't it? I'd have to look at it uh, and examine it a little bit more.
1: You think they're going to beat Arizona in the opener? Yeah, so, I said, so you say they're 500 against Power 5. How about crappy Power 5? Getting to my
0: next point. Because they should be better against those teams. Arizona and Washington State, totally winnable games. Tell me they're going to be underdogs against Utah, ASU, and USC. I buy it. Okay, underdogs,
1: but I think that they're winnable games. Every every game on the schedule is
0: winnable. Baylor and Virginia. You got to go to Baylor. Virginia's coming in. Baylor looks like a rebuild. Been a little messy. They're retooling their offense. Well, last year, yeah. Yeah.
1: But last year... I refuse to make
0: concisive judgments based on last year. And you'll be... uh, For the negative, maybe from the positive. I think that's game seven. And so, obviously, we know they've got some new coaches down there. So, by game seven, will they be hitting their stride? That's to Just me it's a, a huge unknown. Yes.
1: Oh, of course, it's the unknown. And, and yeah. who, who has injuries at that point? So, trying to predict. You do a general prediction on a schedule. I don't necessarily predict individual games. I sort of do, but not completely until we get to the week of the game. Because, how do I know who's quarterbacking at BYU? They could have massive injuries. They've had mm-hmm. them before. They've been three and, quarterbacks and, and,
0: deep in that roster. Right.
1: And so. Who knows? You know, Jaron Hall, I think, is going to be the starter if he's healthy, uh, but does
0: he get through camp healthy? And that's game seven. So, uh, but we've from seen game one to game so seven is a lot. If he's a starter and, and Romney's the backup, we've seen Romney play. He can play at a pretty good level, sure. But how do I know that Conover doesn't take the backup job? I don't even know
1: that who the, I, know, if Conover, I don't know what
0: the depth chart's going to be. Right, but if Conover does, because I've seen Romney play at a decent level, then I'm thinking Conover's at a pretty good level. Oh, he will be at a very good level. Right. I can tell you. I
1: have no people in Arizona, and one thing about the state of Arizona that I can speak authoritatively: they put out good quarterbacks. None you of got, them go to Tempe, <laughs> but, but
0: they put them out. They, they put do. them out all over the country. They don't put them out all over the state. Let's look at USC.
1: Let's look at Iowa State. Let's look at Oklahoma. Uh, there's a kid at Ohio State, Miller, who's in the running, and he's from the Valley. So there's a slew of them. And there's been there's been some who've stayed. They just haven't stayed in a while. I mean, in, in the seventies, you had uh, White and, and Pagel played in the NFL, and then they had a kid in the in in uh, Fifteen years later, named Keeley from I think it was from Saint Mary's. He was pretty good. So there have been a number of really good quarterbacks. Fitzpatrick, he's a Gilbert kid. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, East Valley he's all the way. He went to Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shocked he passed up the ASU education for Harvard. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, but you know he chose to You're take the one. He chose to take the lesser of the two. Uh, so good for him. He went on thicker. He want to go to Harvard. Uh, I mean, obviously he wasn't a broadcast major or else he would have stayed local because you don't get better than that in the world, let alone in the country. Exhibit A, me.
0: So with that in (laughs) mind. Or or Al Michaels, either one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So with that in mind, the point I'm making is I expect Conover to start his fair share of games. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm expecting him to play well. Thank you. Thank you, Walter. Uh, a lot of folks uh, are ver- were very, very high on him. And so uh, let's see what he can do in time, whenever that time may be. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I still think that if he's healthy, Hall is going to win the job in the so, ADC. And I'm excited for him to see what he can do. So the why at 8-4? and four. I haven't broken down individual games, but off the top of my head, I can see that. I can uh, Yeah. I think it's going to be hard for them, just realistically speaking, to go more in most seasons than eight and four. Uh, they don't get a cream puff to start, and you can argue this year, and maybe it, with Arizona turning out to be that way. Uh, but that's that's a set of circumstances because we obviously we know with their front-loaded schedule and what they need to do as an independent. That it's hard, and you're just looking to survive that the best you can. And then they get some easier games as the season rolls on. It's a little, we know it's reverse. Uh, so, but I'm counting on the program developing players in the way that they developed players last year, to where the NFL came calling multiple times. That's my line of thinking. That now you've got the program. I, I can't say it's rolling, but it's. It, It is in the development stage, and they're always going to have to have that to an extent, right? Because, like a lot of programs, like at least half the Power Five, if not more, they're not rolling out all these five-star friggin' guys who go to Ohio State and so forth and so on. It's just the way it is, man. They're not—we say it for BYU, and we almost like it's a slight. Well, really, for BYU, it's no more of a slight than it is for most of the Pac-12 in that way. You're not just rolling out these bona fides. Now, the good thing about the U of U is they've gotten far more bona fides than they used to. Eric Weddle blows up to our surprise. Jalen Johnson blows up not to our surprise. This is what he was supposed to do, and he did it. So they weren't getting those types of players back then that we can really identify as what I just call the bona fide. Now they're getting some of these
0: bona fides. Right? The Mountain West era was a different era, to quote somebody who yelled that at me angrily when I was making some point he loathed. So, yes. I mean, the, the NFL guys that are getting, they used to kind of come in waves, and, and you, had to, you had to build them up, coach them up, and you had to maybe get a little lucky that somebody fell through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Right. Yeah. Now he didn't really have to be built up. He was very good as a freshman. But, still, but, they're, but, but they're lucky he fell through the crack. The, and that The someone, L.A. schools weren't exactly right. beating down his door. No. No, there's a story about seeing him for the first time at this school and thinking, that kid? Yeah. And I think he was in the cafeteria at lunch or something. Like, he, You know, sometimes it's like you were saying about Paul George, right? And he, you just look at people. They're out of central casting. That is a basketball player. That is a football player. You just look apart. part. He looks small. But he could play. From the day he got here, he could play. And then he ended up, you know, we know he played in the NFL forever. Jalen Johnson identified early on, and
1: then they immediately replaced so, him with a Clark Phillips, yeah, and, and he ends up starting from day one.
0: When you start getting kids that Oklahoma and Ohio State wanted, not that they overlooked, that they wanted, you're getting somewhere. You're in a different neighborhood. Right,
1: that's where Utah is Botified. in its program. So... There's no reason now for the foreseeable future, at least until Kyle's there. And I think he'll be there at least three more years. And we'll see when we get there what his line of thinking is at that point when he turns 65, because he'll turn 62 this season, what he wants to do. We'll let him make that decision and announcement when he's darn well ready to make it. But that's not now. And so I expect them to be competitive. This year, I probably didn't expect them necessarily to be competitive last year, but the division is not that tough. There's just, there's not great teams in that South division. So by the fact that the competition isn't all that tough, and the fact that they're a program that is on the rise, I expect them to contend virtually every year. Maybe last year would have been different because the unusual circumstances of the prior year, losing so many guys. but. Last year was that trans. It was going to be a transition year, and then it blows up and to be what it was so uh, as far as them contending there was no contention last year it, it didn't even count as far as I'm concerned but the guys got some experience so now I'm expecting them to contend p- again piggyback off of that yep. and contend again yes uh, that's my level of optimism for their program is to be in contention in the south and then once you win that thing see who you're playing in the north and I agree with what you were saying or I think earlier in the, this week
0: get rid of those freaking divisions it, it,
1: it's pointless they, they, they I think, want uh, the best teams if playing.
0: If you were whether with us, the 12-team playoff, I think, is going to end divisions in every league. I think all the Power Fives now. The 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 Big 12 already doesn't have a division, but the other four do. But I just don't see where you're going to risk it. And the only one is probably the SEC because they just have highly ranked teams at the at the top. But you cannot risk having. Uh, the twenty-third ranked team, who is nine and three, win a division and then pull an upset in the conference championship game. That's how you get shut out of the college football playoff. You can't risk that, right? I so want you want U- your top yeah. two teams right. playing exactly, and then if you're not, if your lower team isn't in the top twelve, they're at least close enough that with the upset they get there. They may go in as fourteen or fifteen.
1: I want them competing with Oregon and Washington and whomever out of the north. I want it all in one rather than uh competing with just the teams in the yeah. south it's not good enough the and plus utah can compete with those teams anyway so for the sake of the conference i'm on, i'm aboard, on board what you say
0: 100% yeah so when we get the 12 team playoff i think really quickly you'll see the divisions uh vaporize and it'll just go to one 10, 12, or 14-team standings, depending on which league you're following and uh, how many schools they have at that point. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Corbin Cafusi, offensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers, coming up in about 15 minutes. Stay with us.
2: The The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
0: Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. How detrimental do you think it would be for the Jazz if they were to lose Conley's services?
2: It wouldn't send you back to square one, but it would send you back to square three, if that makes any sense. You wouldn't be a contender anymore. Simple as that. The Jazz, because of cap issues, can't go out and just sign somebody else. They'd have to get cheap replacements for Mike Conley, and that's just not going to work. But the last two years, when the Jazz were successful, Mike has been a huge reason why. Mike's up there with Chris Paul in terms of guys that their respective teams have to sign or else their window will snap shut immediately. And I don't think that's hyperbolic. I think the Jazz window will snap shut if Mike Conley leaves. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's a win
0: tickets Wednesday. Caller 12 right now. It's a four pack of tickets to the Salt Lake Bees home game Monday night, July 12th against the Sacramento Rivercats. Come out and support the Bees. It's better at the ballpark. Get your tickets at SLBs.com. Call right now, 855-340-ZONE, and Yach will get caller 12 taken care of. 855-340-ZONE. Two uh, American
1: League West teams? Is, uh, Sacramento, is that Oakland?
2: I believe they are the Oakland A's affiliate, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, AL West.
0: Probably some good young talent on that uh, team.
2: Joe Adell, who plays for the Bees, is considered one of, if not the best hitter in minor league baseball currently.
1: He's on his way up, was up for a bit, came down. Somebody just did a big story on him. Was it the, the Tribune or the D News? Okay. Uh,
2: I believe it was the Tribune.
0: Whoever did it, it was a good story because I read it. Oakland is the Las Vegas
2: Aviators. So is it the Giants for the Republicans? I thought Cats? Giants was Fresno. Fresno Fresno's no longer AAA. They're not? Nope. They, just, they dropped a single A this year. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. So the Giants went to Sacramento?
2: That's what I'm wondering now, if the A's are with Las Vegas.
1: Vegas for a while was the Mets, and it was Toronto. I
0: was like, man, what a fish out of water. Giants moved from Fresno to Sacramento in 2015 and have been there since. Oh, so those are the River Cats. So, okay. Yeah. seven years now, Sacramento.
1: Giants, the number one surprising story in MLB this year.
0: Is there any doubt about that? That seems like a slam dunker.
1: I don't think so because all the
0: teams that are good were expected to be good. Who was supposed to be good and is really bad is the biggest disappointment. Is it the Cubbies?
1: Well, right now because they were expected to be so-so, then they got hot, and now they've lost eleven in a row. And I think what they gave up fifteen runs yesterday—that's pretty crappy pitching, obviously. So, uh, Yankees. I'd probably go with the Yankees, number one, yeah,
0: because two they, games over five hundred, just kind of been going sideways all season. Their run differential has hit zero, right on the right on the nose. They've scored as many runs as they've given up. And I read somewhere where Cole, their ace, and Chapman, their
1: top reliever, since the MLB's cracked down on the spin rates and you know, junk and all that stuff, their well, numbers changed dramatically. Yes. And baseball, I think, is the ultimate numbers game. And so it, it,
0: it, like. uh can't
1: blame it on everything else. It's
0: not one thing impacted this, which Oakland, impacted that.
1: Uh, Davis, um, home run hitter, went to Deer Valley where I did my student teaching down there in Arizona. And I think like three years in a row, he hit something like 246.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean. That's a weird number. Yeah. And Stan Musial, when he died. He had the same exact literal number of hits on the road as at home. The exact same. So the point being that your numbers in this sport tell the truth of what type of player you are because there's so many games and you can get on a hot streak, but all that means is you're going to get on a cold streak. And so uh, you can have a career season – but it's probably not going to be that outrageous. So the Yankees have been sort of running in place all season. They're one game above 500 on the road, they're one game above 500 at home. That's not good. So, yeah, I would say the Giants, the number one surprise. And then you've got
0: the Yankees, the number one disappointment. Yankees with the second biggest payroll in baseball. All that money it's not paying off. Not yet. Mets are third, but the Mets are leading their division, so. Oh yeah, Mets are fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're 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 fine. They're up they're up four. I think the Braves have been disappointing too, because they had a really good season last year. And right now they're three games under five hundred, I think they are. Uh so I would put them as a, a little bit of a disappointment. Now it's still time. Because we're right at the halfway point this year. St. Louis, I think, was expecting themselves to be better. Uh, Arizona sucks beyond belief,
0: 27% winning percentage. Didn't they win yesterday, though? Beat Colorado. Great. Who is six and 6-32 on the road. How do you have 14 games over 500 well, at home cause and, we know and 26 under? Because I mean, it's Denver, baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stats on that bear 5, that out. 5,200 feet. So I, I flicked over last night to, to catch the Diamondback game, and, and the stadiums, baseball and basketball, are less than a mile apart. I mean, they're right down the street from each other. And one is going berserk, and one you can't hear a pin drop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hello, hello. <And> they're, <laughs> How do you sell tickets if you're the Diamondbacks? Hey, the Rockies are in town. Come be close to the action with the Suns. <laughs> Buy a cheap seat and move way down.
1: You, but you can, be, you can partake in the pregame uh, festivities of the Suns, and then if you don't have a ticket, come over
0: to our place. All right, DJ and PK coming up next. 49er football with the former BYU Cougar, Corbin Kafusi, Putting on late, moving to the old line We will talk with him next. Stay with us.